The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's been quite the week, hasn't it? Uh, couldn't you use a little bit more good news? We got some today as Canada approved the Oxford AstraZeneca coronavirus today. So that is the third shot that is now officially authorized in the country. It looks like there's one from Johnson & Johnson that should be uh, approved relatively soon. So after the shortage of vaccines in the early going, it appears that now we are getting a steady flow of them, that they're coming in hard and fast and should be able to, to make an effort. This, this latest one that was uh, approved, the Oxford AstraZeneca one, it, it's been said to be less effective in some clinical trials uh, than some of, the, some of its rivals, uh, that it, it, about 62% preventing symptomatic cases versus the high 90s with others, but that there are also benefits. It's a lot easier to handle. It doesn't need the ultra-cold storage. So we want to talk a little bit about this new vaccine, about, about the vaccines overall, and, uh, and just the impact that they've been able to have that we've seen so far. Dr. Iris Gorfinkel is a family physician and a vaccine researcher, also founder and principal investigator with Prime Health Research, and joining us here on 6.30 Ched Afternoons. Thank you so much for taking some time on a Friday afternoon, doctor. Well, thank you so much for having me, Daryl. It's a pleasure. Oh, good stuff. I'm glad to hear that. And I'm glad to hear about another another vaccine. Just in general terms, the more access we have, and, and some of them can probably be used and targeted at different populations too. Is that fair? How exciting is this? We're going to have 500,000 doses delivered this month in March, in March. So it's, it's super exciting. I, I heard you mention 62% efficacy and you're comparing it to Pfizer's 95% and Moderna's mm-hmm. 94%. I want to gently push back. Why? Okay, go, please. Because go. you, you, you actually hard. can't compare it. You, you can't compare it. One does not compare it to the other. For example, we have data, the most robust data we have on the AstraZeneca vaccine. It actually came after their trials. There was a study done in Scotland. This is so exciting. Over a million people. Now, they gave a combination. Some had Pfizer, some had AstraZeneca. So let's say half a million people had AstraZeneca. I don't actually know the number, but it's a lot. And what did they find? A 94% reduction in hospitalization just four weeks after getting one dose of the AstraZeneca vaccine massive reduction and 80 percent of those cases were actually from the b117 or uk variant so that's the thing like when you're trying to compare it we have no head-to-head trials we don't have any trials that compare pfizer to moderna to astrazeneca we just don't have that data but what we have is robust data showing that these vaccines are highly effective super exciting not a single step not one after once somebody has been vaccinated, no one dies of COVID-19. I can actually say that after all these vaccinations, Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca, and the number of hospitalizations are massively down. If I sound excited, excuse me, but that's the reason. <laughs> uh, these are and these are two dose vaccines as well. So are we seeing that uh, occur after just the first, uh, without even getting to the to the next one four or five weeks down the road? That's correct. And in fact, the the Scottish study, this was done out of the University of Edinburgh. They looked at over a million people, as I mentioned, that was both Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. And what they found was a 94% reduction in hospitalization after a single, single dose. So that is, that's very exciting. Health Canada has said, we can wait. Yes, it's it's a two-dose vaccine. It's supposed to be four weeks apart. However, we can wait up to 12 weeks 
between doses. And that's consistent with many other viral vector vaccinations. So it's exciting that, you know, we, we do have that kind of latitude in the time that it's given. And for me as a family doctor, that's, that's huge because a lot of people can't set their watch to exactly four weeks. I, I love the joy, I love the enthusiasm, and I love the optimism that you get. Because I will tell you the truth, and I think there's a lot of people who might be in the same sort of situation. Uh, there's been so much bad news over, over the last year. There is a lot of misinformation out there as well. And, and even if you discount it, it starts to sort of seep in and just sort of, sort of eat away at you. It makes you wonder, you know, is this going to work against the variants? Uh, how efficient will it be? How long is it going to last? Uh, you're, try- you're giving us cause for optimism optimism to maybe set a lot of those fears aside, it sounds like. Absolutely. Consider this. If you look at long-term care cases, we're talking about, you know, where where people have been vaccinated. Alberta, BC, Manitoba, Quebec. We've seen this in, you know, in major cities in which when the long-term care people have been vaccinated, the residents, we see massive reductions in hospitalizations and deaths as a 90 plus percent, 92 percent in Alberta since Christmas. Long-term cases have declined by that much. In BC, a 97 percent reduction. They went from 485 cases in December to 16 cases now. Like these are massive reductions. And are they cause for celebration? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, you know, don't hold back there. Absolutely. Some of those reductions, I, you know, I, I'm left to wonder, too, if, if, if you just didn't get, if, is a part of it that you got better at, at mitigating the risk? So the vaccinations clearly have, have made an impact, but uh, could that, be, that number be skewed a little bit by just learning how to mitigate the risk? We had so many deaths, and it was such a tragedy in the early part that when you started to lock down and, and, and isolate people and separate it, it seemed to, to get a little better, the vaccinations would have, would have topped it off. So is there an element? of just doing a better job of looking after those seniors? Absolutely. I mean, mitigation efforts help, but they were in place in December. So when I'm talking about 92% reduction seen in Alberta in long-term care cases, like those patients, they, they, were, they had mitigation in place already. So it wasn't mitigation. This is as a direct result of vaccination. But you're absolutely right. None of these things are 100%. We get that. We get that the hand washing, the masks aren't 100%, but what happens is all these imperfect parts add up to this massive difference. And it's super exciting. The mitigation has no doubt made a tremendous difference. But now we're getting into vaccination, and I think the light is at the end of the tunnel. I'm super excited. But, uh, so give me an idea. There's, it, these are way too early and way too new to have any data to support this, I would think, at this point. But uh, through your research and in, and in your world, have you seen any indication of how long these vaccines will actually last and provide protection? All right. Humble pie it is. <laughs> I, I'm eating that humble pie. I'm eating that humble pie. No, we do not know how long any of these vaccines last. Not for sure. However, there is, you know, data emerging that it's a number of months, seven months, we, you know, probably longer. But ultimately, the only way we know how long it will last is by measuring the immunity at the time. The best measure, of course, is measuring the number of cases we're seeing in that population vaccinated with that specific vaccination. So some things we're only going to know when we cross the bridge. And, of course, the other thing I know you're going to mention is I may as well just do the preemptive strike. Sure, save you the time. (laughs) Go ahead, nail me me to the wall. You're going to say, we don't know if these reduce transmission. 
And that is absolutely true. And that's why mitigation remains important to do. You know, so we can be optimistic that it will reduce transmission, but we don't actually know that once a person has had the vaccine, could they still carry the virus? Mm-hmm. Possibly. Could they still be contagious to somebody else? Possibly. We're talking about symptomatic cases. We're talking about hospitalizations. We're talking about death. But I can tell you, nobody has died once they received a dose, even one dose, of any of these vaccines. These vaccines are highly, highly efficacious in mm. preventing symptomatic COVID-19. How much time are we going to, more time are we going to need before we get some of those answers that we don't have right now? Well, if you're asking how long will the vaccine last, the longer you wait, the longer you'll know. It's exactly one-to-one. You know, anything short of that is actually, you know, it's theoretical, it's guessing. So in order to know how long a vaccine lasts, you have to measure it at that time period. So that's true. That's why vaccine trials generally take a longer time. So what we have is Health Canada, thank goodness, has been doing rolling reviews. Look at AstraZeneca. They started looking at this data back in October. You know, this is like hundreds and thousands of pages. It's probably in the millions of pages that they have to review. And this is a tremendous amount of work. So hats off to them. But we are following other countries that have also uh, uh, you know, given the go-ahead for the AstraZeneca vaccine. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing this in isolation. There's an entire world dealing with the same problem that we are dealing with. I guess, I guess to wrap my head around, I, it makes me wonder. The only thing I can compare it to is the flu vaccine. You always get your annual flu shot. Is whether we're going to have to go down that road, and it would seem likely, but uh, I don't know the science behind that. It's just an assumption. Well, AstraZeneca has a pretty good vaccine efficacy overall against the B117 variant. That's the UK variant. It's thought to be 75% effective overall. Now, remember that British Medical Journal study, they showed a 94% reduction in hospitalization. So that's slightly different than talking about overall vaccine efficacy. The problem is, again, I'm eating that humble pie. Why? Because the vaccine efficacy against the South African variant in all of the vaccines is less. So Pfizer sits at about 40%, Moderna 40%, AstraZeneca is only at 10%. You know, so that's a bit of an issue. And so that's why the mitigation matters, and it matters a lot. We know that South African variant is in Canada. True, it's only 120th of what, you know, the UK Mm -hmm. variant is the main variant we have here. Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, family physician, vaccine researcher, Prime Health Research is uh, uh, the she's a founder and principal investigator with. I uh, I adore your enthusiasm, and now as I see that light at the end of the tunnel, perhaps perhaps I no longer think it's a train. I am so excited myself. This comes as a great day, and I think we'll look back at it in a very historic way, and very proud. I sure hope you. Thank you so much for that insight. Thank you for your knowledge and thank you for sharing it with us here on 630 Chet Afternoons. Much appreciated. Many thanks, Gerald.